am arguing that that does not make for a better America. And we better have a very serious, extensive conversation because this technology is so cheap and so easily spread, we're going to blink twice and it's going to be everywhere. Jeff Merkley believes that governments from the city to the state to the national level should stop the use of biometric technologies. The U.S. Senator from Oregon earlier this month added yet another bill to a growing list of legislation he's co-sponsored, his third bill this year, that would restrict use of controversial biometrics. Merkley's list of reasons for wanting to limit biometric technologies is even longer. Among them, he cites invasive data privacy infringements, racial discrimination, and the threat of a surveillance state. So what are biometrics? Well, the bio part is there for a reason. These are technologies that are designed to collect and use data reflecting human biology. So yes, facial recognition is a biometric technology. It gathers and uses facial data. Other biometrics scan data from the iris or retina of the eye, from our voice, our veins, our palms and fingerprints, the gait of our walk, our DNA. Some biometric tech can be used to identify people. Other types might be used to measure things like body temperature or the composition of our sweat. These days, the most talked about type of biometric tech, of course, is facial recognition. It's what this podcast is about, after all. Sorta. I'm Kate Kay, a reporter in Portland, Oregon. I've been keeping a close watch on the city's potential ban on facial recognition technology in this podcast and in other media outlets. In this episode of Banned in PDX, you'll hear from Senator Merkley about his goal to pause use of facial recognition and other biometric tech. This is Banned in PDX. So I spoke with Senator Merkley on July 31st, a few days before he introduced his new National Biometric Information Privacy Act of 2020. It was co-sponsored by Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. So I wanted to get Senator Merkley's thoughts on Portland's proposed facial recognition ban. Here's what he said. I think it's really important that places act a a complete pause on the use uh, because the issues have not been thought through. Uh, City councils, county commissions, state legislatures, and certainly not the U.S. Congress have not uh, methodically gone through the implications. And we see lots of troubling issues involved here. You have issues of racial discrimination. You have uh, different policies being enacted in different areas by companies uh, based on uh, the uh, wealth of the community that they're in or the racial construction of the, uh, the, the community. You have issues of the surveillance state. You have issues of data being collected and being sold, of data being perhaps shared Uh, in large databases that foreign entities can gain access to. There's a tremendous number of issues associated with this that have to be carefully thought through, and I'm all for uh, putting a full pause and and having a very substantive exploration before we end up in a place that we don't want to be. As a quick reminder, if you haven't listened to earlier episodes of Abandoned PDX, Portland City Council commissioners will vote soon on two facial recognition ordinances. Now the date of the vote has moved to September 9th. 
One ordinance would make Portland the first city anywhere to prohibit use of facial recognition in privately owned places accessible to the public. So think stores, banks, some schools, hotels, laundromats, doctor's offices. The other would outlaw use of facial recognition by the city's government bureaus, including Portland Police Bureau. If Portland City Council passes its ban on city government use, it would set in motion plans to create broader-reaching policy addressing other systems that gather biometric data, location data, and more. Ultimately, banning facial recognition should be a mere starting point, says Pam Dixon. She's executive director of World Privacy Forum. They're a nonprofit, nonpartisan group that researches privacy and data rights issues. It is extremely important for cities, states, and the federal government to recognize all of the concerns that people have around the use of biometric technology, including face recognition. And there is no doubt in my mind that we are going to have to have and substantial guardrails and a lot of safety protocols around this entire group of technology. And the, my concern is that right now, cities and states and the federal government are only looking at face recognition. We need to look at all of the biometrics. Merkley, Oregon's junior senator, he's been busy pushing to put strong restrictions on use of all biometric technologies on a national scale. His latest effort, that National Biometric Information Privacy Act of 2020, the one he co-sponsored with Bernie Sanders, it has a similar focus to Portland's facial recognition ban proposal. That's because both would restrict technology use by private companies. The new Merkley-Sanders bill would prohibit private companies from gathering, obtaining, trading, or profiting from biometric information such as eye, voice, face, or fingerprint data, without written consent. So Merkley is clearly thinking a lot about the potential impacts of businesses and employers using biometric technologies for all sorts of things like identifying customers or keeping track of employees. So much so that when we spoke, he made a point to bring up a particular business right here in Portland that uses facial recognition. As listeners already know, convenience store chain Jackson's Food Stores employs facial recognition to guard doors at three locations in Portland overnight. Here's Merkley. You mentioned a, a convenience store, I think, in, in Portland. Yeah. And maybe you're referring to uh, Jackson's. So they were using that to let people in the door or yeah. not. And think about that. He have uh, argued that in a free society, when you put up your goods to the public, anyone should be able to participate in that public economy. Nobody should be have the door slammed in their face uh, because of the color of the skin, uh, because of the, the whether LGBTQ, because of their uh, ethnic heritage, uh, and so forth. And here we have a whole new powerful technology that's saying, you know what, we're going to keep a database of people we don't like, and we're going to slam the door on them. Not necessarily because of the color of skin, not necessarily because of their ethnicity, but just like whatever we want, because we can, we can put it in here and 
say, well, that, that person had a DUI, so we're not going to let them show up in our store, or who knows what, right? But that's a really big deal to have this whole new powerful technology sort people in ways that we will not have any idea what's going on in that database that's deciding whether I can go in a store or not go in a store. If you want to know more about how the Jackson system works, check out episode three of Band in PDX. That technology that Jackson's uses was designed by former St. Louis police officers. Really? So I mentioned how Merkley's bill with Sanders is just one restricting biometrics that Merkley has introduced this year. That latest bill follows two others Merkley has co-sponsored during this 116th Congress. The first? Well, along with New Jersey Senator Cory Booker in February, Merkley co-sponsored the Ethical Use of Facial Recognition Act. That bill would impose a moratorium on government use of facial recognition tech. And it would set up a commission to develop guidelines and limitations for its use. More recently, Merkley co-sponsored the Facial Recognition and Biometric Technology Moratorium Act. It was introduced by Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts. And some other big names have signed on to that bill since it was introduced in June. Oregon Senator Ron Wyden, Senator Sanders, and another former Democratic presidential contender, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren. Oh, and here's another important wrinkle. An identical bill in the House is sponsored by Seattle Representative Pramila Jayapal. She's been a vocal critic of that city's tech behemoth, Amazon. You may recall from previous episodes of this podcast that Amazon sells facial recognition software, and the company has lobbied against Portland's ban proposal. Several co-sponsors in the House have signed on to Jayapal's bill, including Congressman Earl Blumenauer, whose third Oregon district covers much of Portland. Merkley discussed why that Markey bill goes beyond facial recognition to encompass all biometric tech. It, it was intended, he wanted to broaden the discussion to issues uh, that include things like, for example, uh, voice recognition and gait recognition, uh, which makes sense. There's a whole series of technologies that are broader than just facial recognition that need to be, need to be explored. But that, that is the, uh, the argument uh, he, he was making and that I support is we need to look at several of these emerging technologies. I have been most focused on facial recognition uh, because it is here and now in ways that are very uh, concerning. Okay, so Markey's Biometric Technology Moratorium Act, it focuses on federal law enforcement. The FBI and ICE are among federal law enforcement agencies that use facial recognition, but Merkley said overall, little is known about federal facial recognition or biometrics use. There has been a, a lot of uh, secrecy about just who is adopting technology and whether they are using it. We do know that law enforcement groups have used it because several have announced that as issues uh, have been raised that, and concerns, including concerns about racial discrimination, because we know that 
uh, darker-skinned individuals, it produces a uh, facial recognition produces a much much higher error rate. Uh, but then also, just uh, when is it appropriate to have such a database uh, at all to begin with? Because if you have that database, are you essentially, even if it's in the public realm alone, are you setting up a surveillance state where Americans are tracked everywhere they go? Merkley went on to describe his concerns that without limits on biometrics, the U.S. could enable a surveillance state like the one active in China today. And we see in places uh, most notoriously with the Uyghur community in China, where in Xinjiang area, the Chinese government has set up a what amounts to a massive slave camp involving over a million people, and they track everyone wherever they go in every way they can, and facial recognition is at the part of that system. So when people have had concerns about Big Brother or personal privacy, uh, this goes right to the heart of, of those issues of what it means to be in a free society. Do we trust government with the power of surveillance to know where everyone is and track them everywhere? They go and maintain databases that enable them to, uh, to do that. I am arguing that that does not make for a better America, and we better have a very serious, extensive conversation because this technology is so cheap and so easily spread, we're going to blink twice and it's going to be everywhere. Laws clamping down on collection and use of biometric data are already on the books in a handful of states. Arkansas, California, Illinois, New York, Texas, and Washington. The Illinois law is the oldest among them. It was established in 2008. And it led to a 2019 ruling against the amusement park chain Six Flags. The Illinois Supreme Court ruled in favor of a ticket holder who argued he did not give consent for collection of his fingerprint data. That Illinois law also led to a settlement involving Facebook. Earlier this year, the company agreed to pay $550 million to settle an Illinois class action lawsuit for collecting facial data without permission through its photo tagging technology. So while Portland could soon become the only city to prohibit facial recognition use by businesses, there are state laws that already restrict biometric data use by private companies. They just don't ban it. But when it comes to technology, no matter how forward-thinking legislators are, and let's be honest, they usually aren't, there's always something on the horizon to contend with. And in the case of biometrics, the next big thing thanks to the pandemic, is contactless identification. Pam Dixon from World Privacy Forum says that without legislation addressing all biometrics, cities like Portland or the nation as a whole could miss a wave of contactless identification systems that businesses and employers are thinking about using right now. In, in this pandemic, there has been a very strong push to move to new kinds of contactless biometrics. And this push will be very successful, is my 
best guess. Research reports aimed at investors predict the global contactless biometrics technology market will grow. One recent report predicted it would hit $18.6 billion by 2026. Another said it would reach $29 billion by 2027. In order to prevent the spread of COVID-19, governments and businesses are expected to invest more in systems that use biometrics for public safety surveillance, identification for event or building access, and contact-free payment systems. Dixon. So I think that we've got to uh, acknowledge that space has a lot of technical problems related to gender, mm-hmm. related to age, and related to skin color. That is a quantified, scientifically proven fact. And so, I mean, I, I think that cities that are acting to put a pause on space are doing the right thing because we've got some uh, we've got some scientifically known problems now. But if that's all cities are doing, it's actually going to create more problems in the long run because we need we need guardrails and it needs to be a whole of biometrics approach, not just space. So we need to be very cautious about um, you know closing a window and keeping a front door open. So amid the pandemic and partisan gridlock in Congress, what kind of momentum might a federal biometrics bill have anyway? Merkley. But I can tell you there are also a lot of uh, Democrats and Republicans that share a concern about an all-powerful federal government tracking us everywhere we go. So there is bipartisan support, not just on the criminal justice side to explore, but also certainly on, on this side of, of how much power should the federal government have in, in uh, its uh, creating this surveillance state. And you can have that happen through private companies as well. So it's this concern about this big brother surveillance state, both through private side and the public side. Well, we can be pretty sure that long before we have any answer on federal biometrics legislation, Portland City Council will vote on facial recognition. For now, that vote is booked for September 9th. This has been another installment of Banned in PDX. This podcast is reported, edited, and produced solely by yours truly, Kate Kay. Banned in PDX is an entirely volunteer effort. This is journalism intended to inform listeners on an important subject that otherwise is just not getting much coverage anywhere else. If you believe in supporting journalism like this, All I ask is that you share the podcast on social media or in an email or however you want to do it and ask others to subscribe. And hey, if you're inclined, give it a good review. In Portland, I'm Kate Kay. Until next time. This is Band in PDX.